Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. News Radio KMOX. The home of the Cardinals. That ball is crushed to left center field. Paul Goldsmith hits it out. 2-0 National League. The call from Fox Sports last night, the All-Star game, Paul Goldschmidt goes yard in the first inning, and then the National League is not heard from again from a run-scoring standpoint, and Goldschmidt would not be heard from again. He would be pinch hit for uh, the next time his spot came up. To talk about the All-Star game and all things St. Louis Cardinals, let's bring in uh, Derek Gould, covers the Cardinals, the lead uh, beat writer for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, and he's somewhat, he's, he's going through a heck of a day of traveling right now as well, still finding some time for us, which we're very appreciative of. Uh, Derek, thanks for the time. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? <laughs> where, where are you right now? Uh, I'm still stuck in L.A. Um, well, or near L.A. Yeah, flight canceled. So I'll figure it out from here, trying to find a way home. All right. Fair. Are you, so do you come back to St. Louis or do you go straight to Cincinnati? How does that all, all work? Rick Hummel is going to go to Cincinnati. So I am going to come back to St. Louis, uh, make good on a promise that I made to my son, and then uh, head to Toronto. Um, we wanted to build in some kind of buffer there because back when we were working on when travel would be set up, we, didn't, we weren't sure what the rules would be going to uh, Canada. So we wanted to have some nimbleness there. There's a lot of talk today about Brian Snitker's usage of Paul Goldschmidt, just one at bat. 11 of the guys on the National League roster got at least two at bats, uh, using Albert Pujols pretty early in the game. It's an all-star game. It's really weird to be dissecting managerial moves in an all-star game, but here we are doing it. What was your takeaway on uh, those items? Not surprised at all. Um, You know, Snitker set out a plan for guys. Uh, Goldschmidt goes out there and hits a home run in his first at bat. There's a whole bunch of first basemen on that roster. I mean, look at the roster. There were, what, five, six DH first baseman types. Um, you know, Alonzo, Crone, Pujols, Goldschmidt. Um, you know, Freddie Freeman only got one at bat in his home ballpark, right? Um, you know, so there was that roster was kind of soggy with first baseman and DHs, if you will. And Goldschmidt got the home run in his first at bat kind of made sense for him to go, okay, look, I'm not going to, what else am I going to do in this game? Um, and make sure one of those other guys who might not got him and might not get an appearance like a CJ Crone, for example, gets in there. Um, you know, and then uh, as far as like Albert being used early, that likely was by request. It was also by design. They knew that he was going to get in there, um, get in there early, not get a whole lot of it back, um, not get a whole lot of appearances because of doing the home run derby the night before. So um, I wasn't shocked at all. I know people will go like, well, but Ronald Acuna Jr. got all types of at bats. That's true. But Ronald Acuna Jr. also was going to be part of any tiebreaker scenario in the derby. So how are you going to use him? Was he only going to get one at bat, two at bat, and then sit for seven innings of a close game or, or six innings of a close game and then have to rev back up again for a derby? So Snicker was going to play that 
too, and take that into account, like who were his guys, who were going to be the three guys in the home run derby. And then finally, you know, a championship should have its spoils. I think that the fan vote should take priority, and there's probably a good discussion to be had that Goldschmidt was the fan vote, so maybe fans wanted to see him more often. But after that, you know, win a title. Win a title. Get your manager involved and, you know, take advantage of being a champion. There's a lot of people, casual baseball fans, who are not familiar with Ryan Helsley. They're familiar with him now. Two strikeouts, hit 103 on the gun. That was quite the performance for him. It was pretty remarkable. And, you know, he goes up against the the Twins, one of the best bat-to-ball contact guys, and then throws, what, an 81-mile-an-hour curveball and then follows with 103-103. So you're talking about, what, a 32 different or 23 differential there um, in, in miles per hour. That's just I mean, it was a remarkable showing. Um, you know, for him to go out there, he probably pitches a perfect inning maybe. Um, that hard shot there to second base, they ruled it a single. Um, maybe a few other second basemen, a couple that he's played with through the years, come up with that. Well, I don't know. It's hit very hard. But, uh, but you know, just the, the way he went out there, handled himself, um, and was overwhelming. Um, certainly one of, I think you can make the case it was one of um, the best relief appearances of the night. I'm not sure it was the best, but definitely one of the best. Derek Gould of the Post-Dispatch continuing to join us. You tweeted out a few hours ago that the Cardinals are going to go Adam Wainwright on Friday, Stephen Matz on Saturday, Miles Michaelis on Sunday, and the team likes the idea of separating uh, out the two right-handers, Wainwright and Michaelis, with a lefty and Matz in the middle. Is that a legit thing, or do teams make too big of a deal of uh, trying to go righty-lefty in the rotation? I think it's a legit thing, maybe minimized a little bit by the matchup mania we have now in baseball where those lineups are going to change. But uh, I think I think it is something. I think there is something to changing the look from day to day that hitters have to adjust to, um, especially if, say, you got a couple of right-handers who throw pretty similar. Um, you know, you, you know, you get you go with one, say, you have Adam Wainwright or, and Charlie Morton one back-to-back, just as an example, to pull two names out of the air. I mean, you might have a difference in velocity, certainly you will, but, you know, you have that same kind of look as to where, um, you know, the pitch is coming from and the plunge of the curveball. And, you know, a hitter might get four bats against a guy, three bats against a guy one day, and his timing will be there for, you know, the next day facing a very similar pitcher. I think there is something for that. How important is Steven Matz to what this team wants to do down the stretch? pretty significant, um, you know, and probably more so than they imagined. Um, you know, there's a guy who they were going to be good with if he gave them five, six innings and outing um, and just kind of, you know, improved upon who he was um, with the Mets and continued who he was with the Blue Jays. Um, but now they need more from him. Um, the way the roster, the way the rotation is currently structured, they need him to be more significant, to be more of a quality start guy. He needs to, you know, add more innings, add more links, go beyond what he has been um, for some of these other teams because of injuries or performance elsewhere. They really need a guy to, to bring some consistency to the rotation so that Michaelis and Wainwright can stand out as leaders of the, of the rotation, not just guys who have to carry all the innings of the rotation. Quality start guy, if Matt can be that guy, would be super significant for their ability to contend. Derek, thank you so much for being so gracious with your time on a tough travel day. Best of luck at getting home, and I look forward to seeing you at the ballpark real soon. Yeah, sounds good. Have a great night. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's Derek Gould from the uh, St. Louis Post-Dispatch uh, joining us at dgould on Twitter, D-G-O-O-L-D.
If you're listening to this program and you're on Twitter, you probably already follow him on Twitter. Here's my, uh, I, I think I've heard this before. I don't think this is an original idea for me, but I don't know where I heard it, and I agree with it. If I was making the rules of the All-Star game, like again, it's an All-Star game. We're not, and my idea here doesn't change the game the way it's being played. It just adds something to it. I would allow re-entry for your starters. What I mean by that is a Paul Goldschmidt can come up to the plate in the first inning, get his dinger, come out of the game, and then he can re-enter in the seventh and the eighth and the ninth. So what that does for an all-star game is it allows you to have all the players who have been voted in, and let's let's assume, I know voters don't always get it right, but let's assume for a second that the voters did get it right. That allows your best players to be playing in the game late when it's tight. So in a 3-2 game last night, you would have had the best of the best players in there. That's that's a rule that I would change. Players who are not starters don't get to re-enter. They're in, and then when they're out, they're done. But for the starters, a re-entry rule in the All-Star game, just the All-Star game, where you could bring those players in late. I would put that rule in. I Why? Why not? Somebody give me a good reason why not, other than that's just not the way baseball is played. It's an all-star game. Let's have fun. Let's have the best players on the field when the game is being determined of who's going to win. My name is Matt Pauley. It's Wednesday night. Sports Open Line on America Sports Voice, KMOX. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.